0: Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage Puck On, your Peugeot car or van might benefit from a free software upgrade. For more information and to find out if this applies to your vehicle, call the lads in Slattery's Garage Puck On on 067 24111 or slattery'sgarage.ie.
1: maha Mahagut Pats, and welcome back to the second hour of uh, Tip Today. There's a few texts or WhatsApp coming into us, and the rather critical of uh, Mary, who was speaking to us this morning, and um, Anne-Marie was on to say, Fran, people like that lady think they can jump in front of everybody else uh, in the hospital, wasting hospital time, says Anne-Marie. I don't agree with you, Anne-Marie, to be honest with you. And, you know, I think there's many people out there like Mary, maybe somebody Elderly, and I hope she's not offended by me saying that, but an elderly person with multiple conditions, um, no transport, living in a rural area, um, no access to email, not into smartphones and all of that kind of thing. These are the people that are being left behind. And I know you could say she should have had an appointment before she went to the hospital and blah, 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 blah. But I mean, did she have the facility to make the appointment? Could she even be sure when she would get to the hospital? These are the people that are being left behind. These are the forgotten people. And to be honest with you, Anne-Marie, they're always welcome on this programme. News came through yesterday afternoon that Nina Hospital would finally be brought online for patients in the way that Ennis Hospital was recently brought in to help deal with uh, the chronic hospital overcrowding in Limerick. Now, the new pathway allows stable medical patients meeting agreed clinical criteria to be treated in Nina, joining me now is my old friend, Dr. Connor Reedy. Connor, good morning to you. Morning, friend. Lovely to talk to you. Uh, good to talk to you as well, Connor. Now, there's good news here, Connor, but there is that criteria as well. Can you can you just unpick some of this for me?
0: It's a pathway, as you describe it, and that's what they're calling it. But it's a very narrow pathway, friend. There's no doubt about that. Um, look, Nina needs it, and the Midwest Hospital campaign welcome the Ambulance Pathway to Medical Assessment Units scheme that's now up and running in Ennis and Nina. But we do have a number of concerns. This is a tiny chink of light. It's a drop in the ocean, if even that, of what's required. The public needs reassurance that resources to the existing medical assessment units will be increased in order to absorb the inevitable additional pressure from the ambulance pathway scheme as it unfolds now these resources must come in the form of additional medical assessment unit spaces beds and personnel and there's absolutely no point in putting extra pressure on a very effective but capacity-limited medical assessment unit like the one in Nina, unless you put those measures in place in advance. Now, we don't know if they've done that. What we do know is that NSMAU came into this pilot scheme with a much greater capacity than Nina Hospital MAU. Now, to unpack it, as you say, a little bit for the listeners or people who may find themselves uh, availing of this at some point, this is not a walk-in situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you can only be brought there by an ambulance and only if the paramedics in consultation with the receiving hospital decide that you are an emergency case that is suitable to go to Nina or N- NSMAU rather than go to a UHL emergency department. So it is a narrow pathway. It is welcome. But there are... Huge question marks, and it all comes down to resources, Fran. If we do not have an expansion of resources in those medical assessment units, which are already under pressure Mm. from their existing pathways, say, which are GPs and so forth, GPs will tell you it's it's, it's always very difficult to get someone into a medical assessment unit at the best of times. Um, So now we have an additional layer of... Uh, entry if you want and, right. and it, it needs to be facilitated to meet and, and, that and challenge.
1: For clarity, A&E is not back open in
0: Nina. It's a, A&E no. is not back open in yes. Nina. A&E is not back open in Ennis or St. John's. Mm. Uh, they all have the local injury units which are good for what they serve but um, this, this has always been part of the problem. There has been some confusion out there uh, that, that, oh, have, have we had a, a major breakthrough here? Um, no, we've had a breakthrough, but it's not a major breakthrough. It's a tiny breakthrough. It's welcome, but no, we can don't you, have... Can you make a comparison
1: yeah, for yeah. me, Connor? Because my understanding is that this or a similar operation is uh, happening at Ennis since, I think, about the 9th of January. So have you looked at what their experience is down there?
0: it's it's very hard for us to get actual uh, empirical data on what they how that has panned out how that has worked because as we know the powers that be are very um, ungenerous mm. in sharing information mm. and, and about what we need What we do know is that NS um, medical assessment unit has up to thirty two beds where Our intel tells us that Nina Hospital MAU has 14 Monday to Thursday, um, two of which are permanently set aside for DVT patients, that's deep vein thrombosis. Mm -hmm. Now, Nina MAU, we are told, uh, we believe reliably in our medical source in this info, uh, Nina MAU reduces to 10 beds on Fridays. Six on Saturdays and Sundays, and then called in Mondays. And
1: that's because of staffing, I guess, Connor, Is it? Uh, it's
0: because of staffing, and because under the um, Irish healthcare way of doing things, uh, from the top down, uh, people don't get as sick at weekends, and they don't have needs at weekends. I'm being sarcastic there. Yeah, I know you are. Um, yes. You know, and the, but which is ridiculous because others have said it before that you know, healthcare sickness. Uh, being unwell is a seven-day-a-week thing. Um, and I'm not sure. having a pop, by the way, at Nina Hospital and saying that it should... You know, that, that, that that's not well, a that, Nina that's Hospital resources. Issue. That's
1: resources. That's resources. That's yeah.
0: resources. And it's also a top-down thing in the medical community all over this country, completely, it's ingrained for years that that everything shuts down on a Friday evening or whatever, which, of course,
1: it does I'm I'm beginning, the picture you're painting for me, I'm beginning to see your point now that, you know, while on the surface this seems like a good thing, if extra resources are not being made available, Connor, it could actually compound issues in Nina
0: Hospital. Of course it could. But there's already something compounding issues, Fern, that that nobody is really talking about at the moment and we're trying to draw attention to this. When the collapse at UHL happened in the early days of 2023 of the ED and obviously hospital overcrowding was, was you know, happening all over the country. But at UHL, in order to try and bring the trolley numbers down and bring them into line there has been this mass cancellation across the Midwest of uh, regular appointments, outpatient appointments, yes. uh, where waiting lists were already very high. People have had procedures cancelled. They've had consultations cancelled with con- consultants and their teams. Um, all of that has been building up. Is, what's that going to explode into next, Fran? This is another problem that we see uh, as, as as emerging because it's, in a sense, it's moving personnel around. It's moving the deck chairs in the Titanic in order to keep the Titanic afloat. And in order to keep the ED from totally melting down, they had to do all this other cancellation. They had to to to, to focus everything, everything into emergency med- medical right, care.
1: the danger is there that people are getting sicker and people may even be dying because of this.
0: Well... There has been a correlation. Finally, people have come out and, um, you know, made a link between uh, spells on trolleys and mortality. And people in uh, the HSE have said it and people in... uh, Top level emergency medicine in this country have said it, and they've spoken loudly, and um, they've said they've finally admitted and said yes, there is a link, there is a scientific proven link. That is a very difficult pill to swallow, if you pardon the pun, for people, um, members of the community, members of society in Ireland, uh, including in our own campaign, many people in our campaigns across the Midwest, who have had people uh, die on trolleys in UHLED and to now find that, yes, they're finally admitting there was a link and there is a link between mortality and being on the trolley too long. The, um, the
1: other thing that occurs to me, Connor, and I'd love your opinion on this, you know, the medical uh, uh, assessment uh, unit pathway that now will be available to some in, yeah. in in Nina is all fine and very well, but it does not indicate any change in the ideology of the centre of excellence, which is still UHL.
0: We have a source in the GP community in North Kipperary who has said to us, uh, this person has said to us, that there's a great danger that this pathway is, is simply window dressing. Right. And it's a response to the massive, obviously, public outcry across the Midwest and which made national headlines in the country to what happened in early January and that meltdown and that they, is this something that's only window dressing. There has been so far... Uh, no great change. The so-called experts who told us that uh, reconfiguration, which is now seen to have failed, um, and it's, it's, as Stephen Donnelly famously said to you last year on air, well, it clearly hasn't worked. Yeah. Um, so that means you know that means it has been unsuccessful. Um, there is still an attachment to that ideology, as you say. There is still no backing off that, and um, there are. That's where all kinds of interest groups come into it. Uh, from consultants and uh, other organisations who maybe don't want to do their work outside of a so-called centre of excellence. Um, Unfortunately, the centre of excellence doesn't exist. Uh, It has not ever existed. UHL is a great hospital once you get into it. But the reconfiguration, the botched reconfiguration has unfortunately made UHL um, a very difficult place to ever become a centre of excellence. So, no, they're not backing off the ideology. I don't know what it takes. What we do know is that the HSE and the Department of Health at at high management levels are very, very immovable. It doesn't really matter who the minister of the day is, in my personal opinion. I believe they're, at this point, only figureheads. Um, Because what minister in his right mind or her right mind really wouldn't want to make an improvement, wouldn't want to be have it said of them, right, but, I'm the one who time who and will again they've
1: they failed and they failed miserably Every where, single one where, of where them. this is concerned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the, the notion of this being some sort of a temporary thing, I, I'm not sure, did you hear Michael Lowry speak to me a few weeks ago about this and I put it to him about Nina Hospital and asked him about his stance on it and it was very interesting, he's replied to me and informative as well in that he said for it to be back up and running as an A&E with sort of suitable theater back back up and all of that you're talking about a huge investment and he was telling me some of the the theater facilities there would be going back to the 1950s
0: yeah um, and that's because they were allowed to uh, disintegrate and fall apart in the first place, um, and we've seen this really uh, from I suppose the Hawy years uh, in in, in of, of of hospital cuts and bed cuts yeah. in Ireland, where you had a, a, this this gradual at times and at other times very steep decline
1: yes and, and they were never replaced and, and
0: they were never yeah. replaced and then we had we had excuse after excuse we had the the great recession of 2009 to 2011 um yes what we're asking and you know what what people are demanding what the 11,000 people who marched on the streets of limerick in january are saying is, yeah, but what alternative are you giving us? Mm. You haven't given us what you promised you'd give us. There's no sign of it coming. There's talks about elective hospitals in Limerick, uh, an elective hospital coming to Limerick. Mm. How many years is that down the line, yeah. even yeah. if it's agreed? So, yeah, uh, Michael Lowry is correct in that it would take a massive investment. But here's what we say. It was there once, Fran. It existed once. Yes. Yes. To so bring it back up to line um, with what it was, what it was, and what it needs to be, would see an enormous investment. Um, but the HSE has, a, and the Department of Health in this country has a 23 billion uh, euro a year budget, and um, we need to see start, some of those resources starting to work for people. So while this is yes about a massive investment and a massive. Change in thinking from the medical community, the senior medical community, and from senior medical administrators. We're talking here about, as we we, we often say in the campaign, of a geographical area from Laura to Loop Head. Yeah, that's yeah. It's massive. A
1: huge, huge. It, area, it, are it? the
0: people not worth that investment? Is that what we're saying? Are, are our people in those communities, yes. urban and rural? You well, you, UHL was hour? never
1: never prepared for to become what it is now I mean there was no there wasn't enough preparation there was not enough investment it was
0: well this is this is the great uh calamity of the whole thing really that they, they had this they were talking about this reconfiguration because I went back and I, I I researched the public statements and they were talking about this very early in the in the first decade of the 20 21st century the early 2000s and so this was planned. And this, this notion of bringing everything under one roof or everything very important and very serious and critical under one roof was long talked about and long planned throughout that mm. first decade. But that by the time it came to pass in 2009 to 2011, um, they had nothing put in place. In UHL, remember they didn't have the new ED opened yeah. in UHL. Yeah. They, that didn't come till twenty what, or seventeen or something, and um, they they didn't have the additional bed capacity put in place. They started building buildings and doing new things after they'd already, uh, you know, shut off the ambulance pathway to Nina and, and, and turn Nina into a local injury unit. And, and,
1: and, and finally, well. if I could just put it to you, it's putting an awful onus on paramedics, is it not, to make that crucial decision when when they're called with a 999 call or a 112 call to somebody to decide whether they're stable enough to go to Nina or in trouble enough to need to go to uh, UHL. That, that's it, putting an awful lot on a paramedic, is it?
0: In an already high-pressured high powered, highly charged job of the paramedic and I suppose we've all witnessed them at work in some way, shape or form yeah. and they're such cool people and they're such calm people and they're absolutely astonishingly good at what they do but now they've been given this massive responsibility where they have to make a clinical decision on where they think that uh, this this person could be fit for Nina MAU um, but are they are they no disrespect but as you say it is pressure on them should they be the person to make that decision and yes they make it over yes. the phone probably in consultation with a consultant and you know are they do do they feel equipped enough to be the person do they have the confidence yes they're amazing people but do, should should they be the ones to have that on their right. shoulders
1: and and the other thing is what you described uh, to me by way of how you know capacity uh, fluctuates at Nina Hospital. Will they have to uh, be cognizant of that as well, Connor? And say, well, whoops, now it's Saturday, so we better all go to UHL because they mightn't have the capacity. It all sounds a little sort of chaotic in some ways. Well,
0: that's what where our our GP community source says to us about the window dressing, yeah. and that's yeah. that is the great concern um, because. You know when this this will interest you. When we got wind of this last week, friend, that this was happening, and you had Tanya on, Ali had Tanya on, and you yeah. were talking about this. This was we had we had seen letters. Uh, the GPs in Nina had no idea what we were talking about. Uh, so communication. We've said this before as well. Okay. Communication across the different layers, and this is the this is a major HSE problem. Telling the right hand what the left hand is doing letting people know this is coming down the line. Um, our GP source, for one, certainly had no idea what we're talking about last week and certainly uh, didn't didn't laugh in the face of the person but said, no, you're having me on. No way, this, this isn't coming. Um, this can't because there's nothing in place for it. So uh, it, it has the potential for chaos. You, you mentioned the word chaos. Mm. This has huge potential for chaos if it is not managed right. And it's difficult to have confidence that it will be managed right, not at local level. We know the folks in Nina Hospital and the folks in UHL are heroic in what they do. And I wouldn't have their job for the world. Mm. And we, we never give an ounce of criticism on any of them. But at management level, at HSE and the UL Hospitals Group, it's very hard to have confidence that this will be managed properly, Fran. All right. Because it's going on the track record.
1: Right, but you're seeing. If let's try and leave on something, but you're seeing. <laughs> you're seeing a small little chink of light, maybe Connor. Um, maybe it
0: is a green shoot, and okay. it is a very welcome green shoot, and we would love to see it expand. It's it's a great idea. It doesn't obviously go all the way to our needs and our our the, the people's demands in a yeah. sense, but it is. A positive thing, and mm-hmm. we would love it
1: to succeed all right, Connor, always a pleasure to talk to you thank you and good Thanks morning to you. Friend. how about you know that's uh, Dr. Connor Reedy there speaking to us uh, Connor is a, is a doctor of uh, history uh, by the way um, uh, not a, a medical doctor i'm sure I'm sure he would want me to point that out 007 back in a moment